Hey, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at Performance Medicine in Johnson City. Again, on the Monday Dictations, I have a special guest with us here today, Dr. Marshall Jewett. Great to have you. This is going to be a great, a great podcast today because, as you saw, if you watched my podcast from last week, I'm fascinated with this book called Breath by James Nestor. This guy spent about 10 years doing research on why we are all turning into mouth breathers and the deleterious effects that has on your health overall. And when I got into this book, I was fascinated because he went all the way back to ancient times, evolutionary times when um, we look much different as, as men and women. Our, the shapes of our heads are a lot different. Our brains were smaller, and apparently, as our brains enlarged, it pushed down into our faces, made all our sinuses get smaller, and our teeth and mouth get smaller and more crooked and uh, not enough room for breathing. So um, this fascinated me. He talked a lot about the early orthodontic doctors, which is Dr. Jewett here. He's a young, newly minted orthodontist out of uh, went to dental school in Charleston. Then he did a fellowship up at, uh, in Washington, D.C. So he's very well educated and trained. He's got all the newest information for us. He's been a longtime friend and patient. So I called and asked him if he would come up and, and kind of go over some of the stuff about teeth and mouths because it's so important we're seeing so much sleep apnea so many kids need braces now maybe 90 percent so i kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit today marshall on what they should be thinking about as far as breathing better and maybe even talking to their kids or grandkids about seeing somebody like you that can prevent a lifetime of mouth breathing snoring and misery well, first of all, thank you for having me on your podcast show. Um, I've been an orthodontist since 2017 uh, when I graduated from the MedStar Washington Hospital Center Residency Program. And um, like you said, I do have a new practice here in Johnson City. It's called Local Orthodontics. And we've got a great team where we see patients of all ages starting. Um, the American Association of Orthodontics recommends starting to see patients around age seven so that we can start to look at, as you mentioned, how basically the, the jaws are developing and growing and trying to make sure that growth is happening in the right ways and that um, the kids don't have interferences with how their teeth are fitting together. And like you said, a lot of people don't realize that 90% uh, of people actually could benefit from orthodontic treatment. There's only 10% of people who naturally have uh, an occlusion or the way that their teeth fit together that is in an ideal manner. And um, one of the things that um, I ask people very often in the consults is whether or not uh, and sleep is, is increasingly becoming a more important thing to ask questions about and something that orthodontists can change. Um, so at around age seven, we ask them to come in and we'll ask if kids are um, making any noises while they're sleeping because a lot of people don't realize kids should be silent sleepers. Um, they shouldn't make any noise, they shouldn't be snoring, and if they are, then they're probably having some variation of an obstructed airway when they're breathing that, uh, as you know, like when you have an obstructed airway, you have decreased oxygen flow to the brain and um, all sorts of other related issues, can, like heart uh, health issues, can, can stem from that. So 
even adults that's a great point even i've read that adults should not make any noises at night there should be no snoring if you have any snoring there's something wrong there and it seems like we've all turned into mouth breathers i know i talked last week about my surgeon brother he tapes his mouth shut at night to force himself to breathe through his nose and he doesn't snore anymore i mean it's been a great treatment for him he didn't even have to go get the sleep study he just did that no CPAP mask or anything. So um, that's, that sounds crazy. But um, your point about um, getting an evaluation, whether you're a kid or an adult, if you have breathing problems, really one of the first things, in my opinion, you need to do is go get an orthodontist to look at your mouth structure because there's a lot of stuff you can do to correct this. Am I right? You're right. There's, and for some reason, there's a lot of disconnect between the medical world and the dental world when it comes to treating airway. Um, a lot of people, and even in the medical world, like in sleep medicine, sleep medicine doctors often don't even realize that there are orthodontic treatment options for sleep apnea uh, for kids that are certain ages. Um, so typically a CPAP is the go-to correction for that or removing tonsils and adenoids, trying to open the airway space if they're uh, inflamed and including the airway. Um, but for kids who are not yet fully developed, the sutures of the bones are not fused yet, part of what we do as orthodontic specialists is ortho orthopedics. So uh, our specialty is orthodontics and dental facial orthopedics, which essentially means we can uh, encourage growth modification for kids that are of certain ages while they're still growing. So we can encourage the jaws to grow in the correct way. And you referenced how, like in your book, um, historically, um, you know, our, our jaws were probably larger and that was the reason that we had more room for all of the teeth. Um, wisdom teeth are often one of the things people are often asking about whether they need to get their wisdom teeth taken out. And before, when our jaws were larger, and you know, we were closer to the primates in terms of evolution, we were more carnivores and had larger jaws and more teeth, even fourth molars sometimes. So um, now we have what we call wisdom teeth or third molars, and we don't have room for third molars or wisdom teeth in our jaws oftentimes because um, over time our jaws have become smaller. And now it's more of a preventative measure to sometimes get the wisdom teeth removed before they become problematic uh, in the future. That's so interesting because most kids nowadays have their wisdom teeth out. You know, I was reading this book that said the early orthodontic doctors were really, what they tried to do was just make your mouth bigger. You know, there weren't braces, I don't guess, back then, but they wanted to make your mouth bigger. The other thing that fascinated me about one of the statements I read in this book was that humans are the only species that have crooked teeth. Now, that, that kind of fascinated me a little bit, but um, it does seem like you see more people with recessed jaws, maybe because we yeah. chew more of a soft diet rather than used to be mostly carnivores and we had to have stronger jaws. Yeah, and that's something that's certainly more prevalent in our region is someone who has uh, small lower jaws, which we call uh, mandibular retrognathia. So essentially we, what we strive for as orthodontists is to create balance between the jaws in terms of growth. We want to have balance jaws and teeth relationships so that um, facially everything looks harmonious. You want the top and bottom jaws to be um, closing and um, working together in a, in a healthy way. But 
Uh, in this region, like you said, there's a lot of kids and adults that do not have the correct skeletal relationships to allow the teeth to fit together in the right way because they did not grow correctly. And so for kids at that younger age, we can do growth modification type things that will uh, encourage growth to happen in the right way. So one of the alternatives to sleep apnea uh, for a kid is uh, usually uh, in terms of treatment would be what we call maxillary expansion. So there's you know two palatal bones in the in the maxillary jaw that fuse at the midline across the floor of the nose, and essentially that's a suture that can be it's, uh, expanded. And when you essentially when you expand that suture, then bone will fill in, and you've like you mentioned um, made a larger jaw essentially for the uh, rest of the teeth to come into the mouth. That's a way to also open the airway space because it's the floor of the nose, so you're opening the maxillary sinus in that way. And, um, you know, opening the sinus and creating positive, positive airway, uh, well, essentially, well, sleep apnea is to create positive airway pressure, but um, just opening the airway space more to allow for um, breathing to happen naturally so that you don't have an occluded airway with the soft tissues. It is so fascinating. I mean, the most basic thing that we do as humans is breathe. And it seems like it's become more complex as, you know, time has gone on. And so many people with asthma, with chronic sinusitis, um, mouth breathers, snores, people with sleep apnea, which obesity can certainly compound. You know, we're a lot more out of shape than we used to be. So it just compounds everything. But I don't think there's anything more important than learning how to breathe right. Um, and I'm just fascinated by some of the stuff. Even like one of the studies showed that if your mouth is so small and you've got tonsils and adenoids that crowd it, that when you take those tonsils and adenoids out, that you that 50% of kids with ADD will get better from their ADD just because of that. So a lot of this stuff ties together, and I agree that the the medical community and the dental community need to be worked together better to, especially early on before you have to correct these things as an adult. It's really hard. There's a lot of theories that kind of go into the explanation of why someone would become a mouth breather or have the phenotype or the growth pattern that um, causes them to have what we call like a dolicofacial or a long facial pattern where, um, so it's something I didn't realize until I started to study it, right? Like people have different phenotypes or the different way that they look, the different way that the jaws are growing. Um, Essentially, there's two ways um, that the jaws can grow. It's like the lower jaw can grow more horizontally and forward, or it can kind of grow more vertically and down. And when you have someone who has more of a vertical growth pattern um, on top of maybe someone who has poor breathing habits, and uh, that can lead to someone having um, mouth breathing issues. And one of the theories is uh, that form follows function. And when someone has habits of, you know, breathing with their mouth open, they have their, their jaw down, they don't rest their tongue in the roof of the mouth like they normally should at a young age, then those, those palatal bones, while they're still uh, soft and still forming, they don't kind of get that expansion that they need because the tongue is actually enough of an orthodontic force to 
encourage uh, growth to happen in the right way. Or if the tongue is in the wrong place, then ha uh, making the jaws grow in the wrong direction. So if you have your tongue kind of down in the mouth, um, it, it allows the or it allows the top jaw to, to remain constricted. And that's why you'll see people sometimes who have uh, a very constricted upper arch form. So uh, like a V-shaped arch form or even similar to like cleft lip and palate where um, the jaws just didn't fuse all the way or they're not growing correctly. And that's typically what you would see with a, with a mouth breathing uh, type of patient. So you can look and actually at their arch and kind of tell what kind of structure they have. And you're saying, like this book said, you should, at rest, your tongue should fit lightly against the, your upper palate and your teeth should be barely touching. Is that right? Yeah, a resting position should be with your tongue against the roof of the mouth, just barely touching against the back of the, the front teeth. And oftentimes, um, when you swallow, so this is where people have a large disconnect sometimes, is a natural swallow is to press your tongue against the backs of your front teeth, uh, the backs of your top teeth are against the roof of the mouth. And oftentimes people will try to get that, um, that suction by pushing the tongue through the front teeth. And that will cause what's called an open bite and it'll cause the teeth to procline and you'll actually have a space between the upper and the lower teeth. Um, uh, so that will push your teeth out forward, right? thereby needing orthodontic And a lot of time I don't get to see those patients until they're adults and they've already formed those bad swallowing habits. So they have an open bite, they want to get that closed. So I'll close like they have spaced out teeth and an open bite in the front. And I can close those spaces and, and close the bite down so that it looks healthy. But if they don't correct their swallow pattern, which is something they've done their entire lives is swallowed in that way, then um, the tendency is for that to relapse and to open back up. So part of the treatment is trying to retrain or help them to retrain how they swallow by pressing the tongue up into the roof of the mouth. That is so interesting. You know, you'd be a great integrated medical doctor. We try to find the reason for a problem, not just write a prescription or tell you what to do, but actually try to find the root cause of why you're like this anyway yeah. with any disease. And I, I like your approach to that. Um, so you like to see people at seven for sure, start at age seven, and then kind of follow them. You also see adults, and you like to do a little bit of everything. You, of course, use Invisalign, traditional braces. Give me a little tip on that. You know, we have these smile clubs, do-it-yourself things. Sure. You know, I've heard a lot of kind of bad, negative stuff about them. Give me your opinion on if somebody really wants to correct their teeth, what they should do. Yeah, we get that question a lot about the direct-to-consumer, do-it-yourself type of aligner treatments that are mail-in. And there's a lot that could potentially go wrong with those. So um, it's important for consumers to know that this is really just a product, that, the, that you're not having supervised visits with a doctor. They ask that you see a dentist before you get started, but oftentimes that, that step gets overlooked. Um, so what's not happening before people are starting treatment is uh, an actual visit where they will check to make sure that they have healthy periodontal, so the gum tissues are healthy, making sure you don't have recession. If you have too much crowding in orthodontics, because if the jaws are too small and you just want to straighten all the teeth, 
Sometimes you need to take teeth out. That's part of what orthodontics is, is you remove teeth to create more space in the mouth so that you can align the teeth and still keep them in a healthy position within the jaw. So with those type of products, if you just straighten all the teeth and you don't have enough room to keep all of those teeth, then you'll push the teeth out of the bone and you'll have recession, which is where the gums droop down and you can potentially get mobile teeth or even lose teeth because you've pushed the teeth out of the healthy housing of where they should be. I'm a believer. I'm telling you, I'm going to go to a guy like you. Um, that is a fascinating talk about mouse and breathing. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming in here and, and sharing your wisdom. I knew him when he was a kid. And man, he's really come a long way. This guy is smart. And uh, all your years of study have certainly paid off. You're very knowledgeable about this. And I wouldn't hesitate at all to come to you to help me with any kind of mouth or structural problem or crooked teeth. So thank you so much, well, Tom, uh, Dr. Thanks for Marshall having me. Jewett. Yeah. We've got a practice in Johnson City. It's called Local Orthodontics. We've got an excellent team. We do free consultations. And if you've been told you're not a good candidate for Invisalign, you probably are. You just need to have the right consultation. So thanks again for having me. Thank you, Marshall. Appreciate it. I uh, hope you learned something. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.